When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Bradley Show on MyTalk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer is still on vacation. We'll be back soon. Holly Roberts and I are taking you to 3 o'clock today. Our friend Hope is at the controls. Well, hi. And we made it through the week. We made it through the week. One moment, please, while I grab our little air horn. Oh, yeah. Get that (laughs) air horn. Was it zipped in the air horn bag? Is that why it took a minute? Yeah, Yeah, it it was. We were cleaning it off. It's all good. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Well, can you sound another air horn? Because today is a day we've been waiting for. Today, we got a massive dump in the Ghislaine Maxwell case. Mm. Oh, I've been, oh, I've I know. been pushing this one for a long time. <laughs> well, we we first heard about this last week. And basically what this is, is this is not actually part of the current uh, allegations against Ghislaine Ma- Maxwell. This is These are the records from an earlier suit that has now been settled between accuser... Virginia Giffrey and uh, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell is heavily featured in this, of course, as are many other names that are of note. But also um, there is a deposition in this group of documents by uh, of Ghislaine Maxwell that we have not gotten yet. And there's a reason for that. Her attorneys are really trying to hold that up. And so there's um, they're waiting until Monday, allegedly, to give those attorneys some time to file some legally stuff. But it's not it's it's going to drop. We just haven't gotten that yet. So, oh, yeah, it's going to drop in this massive dump of documents, though. What we do have is a lot of different information from uh, Virginia Giffrey, the the accuser, one of the accusers of Jeffrey Epstein. And she really is the one that has kind of been the most out front. Yeah, she was one of the victims that spoke out in the docuseries Jeffrey Epstein Filthy Rich, which is streaming on Netflix right now. And when she first spoke out, she went by Jane Doe, like 102 or something. Mm-hmm. But But later she realized she wanted to be a voice for the people. So she has been lobbying to get these documents released. And finally they have released them. And OMG. Yeah, buddy. So much in there. Okay. So let's just start with like, let's start with the easy stuff, the low hanging fruit, like the not super salacious stuff, just kind of like some, 
observations. We're just going to ramp up here. We're going to ramp up. So first of all, we learn in these documents that Ghislaine Maxwell, who, okay, just to get you all up to speed, was in hiding for a period of time. The authorities were looking for her to make an arrest. She was on the lam, ended up in like a mansion on the East Coast, like a remote mansion that she paid cash for with her new secret husband. When they found her, she was hiding in a bathroom. They located her cell phone, which was wrapped in tinfoil mm-hmm, because so, she thought that that would block the signals so that's where we are with this person <laughs> that's where sitting in a sitting in a, a bathroom, bathroom with a, with a tinfoil wrapped cell phone you know okay so and one million dollars by the or like she had like a ton of cash on hand she had a I mean, million dollars she, cash in the house yes i mean it was just crazy but what we learn is for a period of time, she was trying to go by the name G-Max so as not to be hunted. Oh, honey. That's like the name of a, a mid-priced compact SUV. G-Max. G-Max. It's her first initial. For those who may not be up to speed, it's her first initial and the first syllable of her last name. Boy, <laughs> throw him off the scent, Ghislaine. This is a woman who wrapped her phone in tinfoil, right? Colleen. What do we expect? But see, that's the thing. Okay, but but actually that illustrates something. And I'm going to get to it. So remember that she was trying to go by G-Max. Mm-hmm. Another piece that comes out in this deposition or in this uh, big document dump is that Ghislaine Maxwell had lied when she said that it had been over a decade since she had uh, contact with Jeffrey Epstein. The lie detector is determined that, that was, was a lie. lie. Oh, you don't say. Because there are transcripts of an email sent back and forth between her and Jeffrey Epstein. And in this email, essentially, one of the things that Jeffrey Epstein is telling his former confidant, Ghislaine Maxwell, who allegedly had helped him traffic children, um, he basically says to her, you, go out and live your life. Stop acting like a criminal. Get out there. Go to parties. You've done nothing wrong. Go on, girl. Just live your life. Live Be your life. Li- it's fine. Be liberated. Go fine. to the parties. Yeah. So what, the reason why I bring those two things up side by side, she was going by G-Max. G-Max. She wrapped her phone in tinfoil. And Jeffrey Epstein was saying to her, you've done nothing wrong. Go out and live your life is because this speaks to me of a mentality that a person has to have in order to carry out the types of crimes they were carrying out. You have to like shed your moral skin such that you A, think you're invincible and you can go by the moniker G-Max and wrap your phone in tinfoil and that you could be so brazen as to live your life as though nothing happened. Well, it shows that these people, Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell, etc., operate like they exist above the law. Yes. Like it doesn't apply to them. Because it hasn't applied to them. And right. Because it might not. Because the other thing we learn in this document dump about Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein is that essentially Jeffrey Epstein believed or actually was oh, that he was owed favors by all kinds of powerful people and they drop names and one of the names uh that they drop that we have a little more information on is the name bill clinton which 
I've heard that name before. Frankly, shouldn't surprise you. No. Um, but in in this trove of documents about Bill Clinton, Virginia Giffrey, who again was one of the women who's now a woman who was a child when she was being trafficked by Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, Bill Clinton found himself at what was termed pedophile island by all the locals. Uh-huh. Jeffrey Epstein, it was Jeffrey Epstein's private island, and he had a different name for it. We never use it. No. Because we don't care. No. But Bill it is Clinton, Little St. James, for those of you who are keeping you. track. Thank you. Uh, in, in any case, uh, he, Bill Clinton was on the island, and Virginia Gr- Giffrey asked, asked him, why is Bill Clinton here? And Bill Clinton, uh, not Bill Clinton, Jeffrey Epstein essentially said, he owes me. He owes me a favor. And then basically went on to say, essentially, everybody, everybody who comes to that island owes me a favor. A lot of people owe Jeffrey Epstein favors, which tells you that people like Bill Clinton and other people who were named in this big document dump will be quaking in their boots. Holly, do you want to throw out some other names? Some of them were redacted. Uh, well, a lot of them were redacted, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, they're redacted. So we don't really so know we the can't names. can't tell you those names. Uh, you know, some of the names that feature prominently, Alan Dershowitz. Oh! oh now, who's Alan Dershowitz, oh. Holly? Well, Alan Dershowitz is an attorney, a famous attorney. He's also a Harvard professor. I think he's kind of retired right now. But the most recent that we talked about Alan Dershowitz is he was having a temper tantrum about Virginia Giffrey on his Twitter account a couple oh. of weeks ago. Oh, mm. oh. interesting. Interesting. Um, other things you read about. And by the way, like uh, we have only read the report of the report of these. And I intend to spend some of the weekend deal like actually digging through a lot of these things. Yeah, these were dumped late last night. Late last night. So uh, and there will be more by Monday as well. But other things you learn um, oh, from I, these documents. Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah. can we also mention another name oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or two that are yeah. that are in these documents? Prince Andrew. Oh, yeah. Oh, you don't yes. say. No, but you he doesn't. Say. He was never there. No. no. Of course he was. No. And actually, Virginia Giffrey in these documents talks explicitly about being trafficked to uh, Prince Andrew. Now, we've heard about that before. Yes. Um, but this is actually in legal documents now that we are seeing with our own bare eyes. Correct. The attorney questions Virginia and runs down a list of prominent men she said she was told to have sex with. And Prince Andrew is on that list. Another notable name in the world of United States politics is former New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson. Mm-hmm. He denied the charges last year, said they were completely false. Now, New Mexico is the location of one of Jeffrey Epstein pieces of real estate, allegedly where uh, sexual assault also took place. So it's what is interesting about that. And, and you read more uh, about that, per, the island that that in question, that Caribbean island called Little St. James, that the locals called Pedophile Island. Um Virginia Giffrey in these documents describes it as a place where constant orgies were happening. Uh, and and, and it's it, what's interesting about it is you do get the impression from the way she's speaking now years after these incidents um, that 
that it was almost like too much to take in. Mm. She says there's just a blur of so many girls. There were blondes, there were brunettes, there were redheads, there were all beautiful girls. I would say the ages ranged, okay, sit with this, between 15 and 21. She said the island was a place where orgies were a constant thing that took place. And again, it's impossible to know how many. That is a direct quote from Virginia Giffrey in these documents. Uh, She talks about seeing Ghislaine Maxwell having public sex with women on the uh, with models and women, other women on the island. Um, She talks about the fact that when they used the word massage, and and she talks about how Ghislaine Maxwell specifically trained her in the art of massage. Mm-hmm. When they said massage, it wasn't massage. It was the it was the sexual version of massage, as you think. And so they would summons a girl and say, such and such needs you for a massage. And then they would be called upon to Ugh. perform sex acts on whomever was presented to them. It is, it is horrifying. Um, And we've only but scratched the surface. Mm -hmm. So count on the fact that we're going to do our due diligence over the weekend. We'll do more reading on this. You'll hear more about it on Monday. This story is not anywhere near over. It's only just begun. And we are just now for the first time getting a clearer picture of what exactly went on on that island. Yeah. And who exactly may have been involved. Mm Mm-hmm. What a way to start a Friday. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say we sail on into a dirt alert? Well, Elizabeth Reese is bringing us all the dirt straight from Hollywood after this on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert. The one and the only Elizabeth Reese is joining us for a dirt alert. Hello, Elizabeth. Well, hello, friends. Happy Friday. How's everybody feeling? Oh, my gosh. It's Friday. So great. I know. Friday. Friday. I know. It's another Friday. Friday. The weeks seem to be going by really fast. Um, speak for yourself. <laughs> and you're pregnant. That's like, I can't believe you just said that. This happened since I got air conditioning installed in my house. Oh, I've been a whole go. new person since that happened about three weeks ago. Oh. Before that, every moment was crawling Elizabeth, by in heat and humidity. I've been there. I grew up in a house with no air conditioning. Did you? Yes, it got air conditioning after I moved out. <laughs> and then, um, And then my husband and I, our first house didn't have air conditioning. I know. Listen, it is a luxury. It is. It is not fun to live that way in a summer in Minnesota. Well, so and you think like, you oh, in Minnesota, air, hats off. Yeah, you're yeah. going, oh, okay, I don't know if we really needed it. It'll oh, be yeah. okay. No, you do. <laughs> yeah. Guess yeah. what? You do. Yeah. You do. So anyway, that was a bill I was happy to pay. Um, let's talk about Kanye West, who says he's quite all right. Okay. Hmm. And he is concerned for the world. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, all righty. Very well. Mm-hmm. Very well. So he tweeted out uh, today and said he tweeted a message about the tactics of four D's. Distract, discredit, dis... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. 
Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Miss and to destroy. He added, I am quite all right. Take a second and think about what is being projected here. Um, so everybody else is the problem. I don't know what to say. I know. I, I'm, you know, it's this is so such a hard topic to talk about because we know that he has a diagnosed mental health issue. Mm-hmm. And one thing we also know about that is that oftentimes... For him, I believe he he might not actually realize that he has that this. he's in the midst of of a manic episode, right? And so he's probably not alone in that. There's no, lots of other no, people who go no. That. It's just very. It's this. It's this is tough. It's a tough topic to talk about. There's yeah. a source who says that West's inner circle is very concerned about these plans to move forward with this presidential campaign. Here's what this insider is quoted as saying: Kanye is not someone who responds well to being told no especially when he's in the middle of something like this. And Kanye is definitely charging ahead with running for president. Kim knows Kanye needs help and support and taking on big projects like running for president can be something very mentally taxing. Listen, I don't care how healthy you are running for president will take a mental toll. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Add in if you're dealing with bipolar. I mean, I don't mean to laugh. It's just like you deal with anything. Right. It's just like. It's a life sucker. There's a reason why everybody doesn't run for president. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there are plenty of people who might be very qualified to run for president, and they don't because of the fact that it is taxing. Imagine that actual responsibility. Right. And then see the people who actually perform that job, those before and after yeah. photographs of very before bad. they enter the office I and know. then right when they depart yeah that that aging is no it's not as joke. bad as before and after using meth photos thank you it's only second to that <laughs> it's second to that the before and after meth photos will really scare yeah. you straight yeah that's true I'll tell you that right now um bella thorne selling her pink home for 2.55 million dollars <laughs> this house you guys is so wild like the decor in here is over the top it, I mean, do you expect anything? No. Yeah. And it's a pink house. It is pink oh, wow. on the outside. I'm looking at it. That's she something. listed it in uh, Sherman Oaks, California for $2.55 million. It features brightly colored murals on the walls, rainbow-hued stairs, and a rose room that is covered with handcrafted roses. So she bought it in 2016 for $2 million. Um, she lived there for a couple of years, but has since primarily used it for photo shoots and events. And she said that as a for her decor, she wanted it to feel like every time you step into another room, you are in a complete other world. Uh, well, that she mission accomplished. Yes, congratulations um, to that. It is very strange. I always wonder with these kinds of houses. I'm just way too pragmatic to ever personalize a house in this way because I wonder if Bella Thorne's going to run into the problem. That it's so uniquely hers that no one's going to want to buy it. Oh, gosh. Well, it would have to be purchased for, like, the location and other stuff. And then 100%. somebody else is going to come in and 
change it. I mean, you I can't mean, even get away with down. here having like an accent wall if you're trying to sell. Yeah. You gotta like paint that stuff neutral. No, and she hasn't, nothing is neutral about this house. No. Nothing. Also, can I just, it does look like a party house. Yeah. Uh, you know, everything is sort of moved out of the way. You can definitely cram a lot of people in there. Mm-hmm. But then I think to myself, who wants to, who's going to want to do the overhaul on that. I know. Ugh. It's a lot of work. Maybe someone at HDTV. Maybe. And then you? she's going to have to, if she wants another house like this, she's going to have to do a lot of work to make it happen again. I know. People with that really like unique style, you know, that it reminds me of Michael Jordan's massive sprawling estate I don't think I've outside of that. Chicago. Yes. <laughs> I know. But the issue was it, I mean, it was so expensive. It was, and I don't even know if it, I mean, it was on the market forever. I feel like it's still on the market. Do you think it hasn't sold yet, Halls? I don't, I'm, you, you know, could be right. And as an of issue May was, 20th of 2020, it is still on the market. Still on the market for like what, 20 million? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah. 14.9. Okay. It's, All right. it's dropped. They've, okay. They probably did. So they, um, there's so much personalization in there. He had everything custom done to be like, to have basketballs (laughs) all over and like his number everywhere and all this stuff Mm -hmm. that it would always feel like you were living in Michael Jordan's house. Oh, and it's so 90s because it has those little glass blocks. Yeah, in the front. I mean, there's like a Paisley Park kind of. Yeah, which when you were 10 years old, you were like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. (laughs) And then your tastes evolve a little bit. And then they evolve. But like, he has like a full on poker room that looks like a casino. Oh, yeah. I know. Wow. It's a real deal. It's so because he could never leave. You know, if he left his house, he was mobbed by people. Right. His gym is like. Puts lifetime to shame. Yeah, 100%. Wow. Um, Here's an interesting development in the Ellen DeGeneres saga. Um, Brad Garrett, who is an actor who was on Everybody Loves Raymond. You know who he is. He's a big, tall guy, deep voice, very funny. You got it. He claims that the mistreatment by Ellen DeGeneres is common knowledge. So Ellen issued an apology to the staff members today after reports from former employees described the workplace environment as toxic. The show is undergoing an internal investigation and Ellen sent out this memo saying she's glad the issues at our show were brought to my attention and that they are taking steps to correct them. And that includes sexual harassment and assault allegations from former staffers against the head writer. Um, and after this apology was issues, issued, Brad Garrett claimed on Twitter that Ellen DeGeneres bears responsibility, said, sorry, it comes from the top, Ellen no more than one who were treated horribly by her common knowledge. He's appeared as a guest on her talk show six times between 2004 and 2007. Didn't detail anything specific, um, and Ellen hasn't responded. But I found it interesting that amidst all of these allegations of Ellen behaving badly and not being kind to guests or employees, that the first time she chooses to speak out is on the day that the allegations come out about somebody else on her staff. I feel like it was like a classic kind of misdirect Mm. of, or like, hey, let's sort of like a Prince Andrew situation. Hey, something shiny over here, something shiny over here. This person is worse. Yeah. That's my analysis. I'm I'm, putting tinfoil on my head and saying it. I'm here for that. Yeah. It, it definitely is. I don't know. I, I have so many mixed emotions about this entire storyline. Um, 
It's hard. I'm going to have to sort those out. Sort it out. <laughs> I'll sort them out while I'm reading the big document dump uh, on Ghislaine Maxwell over oh, the weekend. Gosh. It's <gasps> a lot. Elizabeth there. Reese, have a wonderful weekend. You too. Thank you for that dirt alert. Hey, we need somebody to play our 30 second pop culture challenge. 651 641 1071. 30 seconds. Five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You win a prize on My Talk 1071. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day at 1230 right here on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts is here. Howdy. 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 Hope is at the controls. And this is our 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Who do we have on the phone today? We have Wanda. Wanda, you know how this works. Uh, well, first, let's ask what is Wanda playing for? Wanda's playing for my Talk 1071 t shirt. And Wanda, you know how this works. The timer will begin after I ask the first question. Are you ready, Wanda? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Fenty Skin is the skincare line of which celebrity? Yeah. Meryl Streep won her most recent Oscar for playing which politician? Um, oh, uh, oh my goodness. From England, I don't remember. Pass. <laughs> Professor Xavier is a character in what comic book franchise? Oh, I'm bombing. Pass. What are what are the name of the headphones designed by Dr. Dre? Beep. What is Garfield the cat's favorite food? Oh, oh, Wanda. Thank you for playing today. I'm no. so sorry you did not win. Um, but that's okay. You can try again on Monday. We do it every day here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. One uh, at 1230 each and every day. All right, let's go back and answer the questions she didn't get correct. Okay. Uh, Fenty Skin is the skincare line of which celebrity? Rihanna. Meryl Streep won her most recent Oscar for playing which politician? That, she was. She knew she was in the right area. She found the drawer, but she, she found the drawer, but she it. couldn't find the name Margaret Thatcher. Yes, Professor Xavier is a character in what comic book franchise? That would be X to and the men. What is Garfield the cat's favorite food? Uh, lasagna. Lasagna. Uh, and is our friend uh, Donna Valentine present and accounted for? Hi. Hi. <laughs> now we will answer uh, some blind items. Holly has brought us these pop culture mysteries in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Oh yeah. Another day, another crop of fresh celebrity gossip mysteries mm, for Colleen and smells Donna. Smells nice. Mm. Fragrant. Mm. Here's our first one. This married permanent A-plus list comic who sometimes acts is about to be hit with the news that he has a five-year-old <gasps> child. Ooh. Woo. Surprise. Oh, oh. Married permanent A-plus list comic who sometimes acts. Correct. Oh, my God. And it's not. it can't be a woman because she would know. Yeah, Thank that's kind of. I'm glad you <laughs> see when two people like each other very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. So A plus comics. Maybe we should start there. Like, who do who we consider? Would we call an A plus list? I would comic. call Jerry Seinfeld an A plus <gasps> list. Comic. Is that who it is? Oh, oh, and it's not his wife's child. 
No. Mm. Oh, no. no. So Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld is about to be hit with the news that he has a five-year-old child. Now, whether or not this news becomes privy to the public is one thing, but apparently he's going to find out. Yeah. Interesting. It'll wow. be interesting to watch the social media of his wife, Jessica Seinfeld. Yep. She's very, very active. Very mm-hmm. active. Interesting. I don't, I want to know more. I want to know who this person is. Yes. Why they waited five years yes. to tell him. What is going on? I know. Oh. Okay, since we know no more about that, we will just tuck that aside. Terrible actor, by the way. You know, he just kind of plays himself, yes. doesn't he? <laughs> yes, I mean, he I don't know. It's great if you want somebody to be Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> exactly. What's the deal with his acting what skills? What's the deal with his acting? <laughs> All right, let's do another one. Blinded by the idol. All right, another celebrity gossip mystery for Colleen and Donna to solve. For the first ever from an award show that uses accountants, it is being discussed whether or not to let winners know in advance. Uh, if they do, they will have a 50% no-show rate. That's got to be the Emmys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, this is really interesting. And I understand why they're... Okay, fill in the blank. So for the first ever from an award show that uses an accountant, which is means that they're like our big award shows... It's being discussed whether or not at the Emmys to let the winners know that they've won an Emmy in advance. If the Emmys let them know, then they will have a 50% no-show rate. I wonder if that's better for them during a pandemic or worse from, for them from a ratings standpoint. I mean, that's a good point. I, and I understand why they would have that discussion, right? Because... How are they going to produce this show? I mean, that's got to be part of the production. Because the people have to be on yeah. stands by... What, are we talking about a show that's virtual? Oh, well then yeah. who cares if the others are there or not, right? Because we're yeah, only going to hear from the winners. I mean, I think that's probably what they're weighing, you know? Do we only have the winners... Or do we do the thing where every... Because think about this. It is one thing when you're already in the room and they announce or don't announce your name and then you just kind of go back to whatever you were doing, sitting there watching the show. Mm -hmm. It's quite another to be in your home and find out that you didn't win. Right. You know? Picture you've got this Brady Bunch thing of all the nominees on your screen and then they're like, and the winner is... I really still want to see the disappointed face. I know, but they're so good at not making them anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This will be interesting. I, I keep saying I am so curious to see how the Emmys play out this year in this pandemic style virtual. Yeah. I think there's honestly a logistical issue there, too. You know, think about five people nominated for an Emmy in any given category and even more. And then yeah. having to hook up everyone's home. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then having to, that's a lot. Of, there's a lot of yeah. computing power that's yeah. happening behind the scenes yeah. to and make this show possible. Tons but of moving parts. I don't yeah. want to see, I don't want to see four like photographs of people and then one live person. Cause now we're, you know, what's the point of the show? We're all going to know. Donna's just watching for the humiliation of it all. Correct. Mm. To know, <laughs> I love that about you, Donna. Thank you. Don't change, okay? Okay, I won't. Always be your shallow self. I will. Just kidding. I love you. You're not shallow. I love you too. <laughs> Next. By the idol. All right. Here's another celebrity gossip mystery for Colleen and Donna to solve. 
The mogul. So let's just focus on that. The mogul. The mogul was helping out some friends this week. They needed some things moved to safety. So he docked within 100 miles of their home in the big city. And they shipped about a truck full of documents to him. This is the spouse and sibling of the procurer who had all the stuff to hide. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Mogul. Mogul. Helping out some friends. They needed some things moved to safety. Um, mogul and mogul. So think about the mogul, and then we can speculate about okay. the friends because there are. But is the mogul a he or a she? The mogul is a he. It's a he. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's a mogul, he and he's mogul. Hi- he needs to hide stuff. Well, no, oh. he's he's doing he's a solid. Friends. Yeah, he's doing um, a solid. Is it okay. like? Uh... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, um, like a Elon Musk type of mogul? No. Yes. Okay. Is okay. it like a Bill Gates kind of mogul? Yeah, no. But this person I think is a billionaire. And we have talked about this person before in the past. One, because of his connection to salacious stories. Two, because mm. our friend Bradley Trainer really loves yachts. And this person <gasps> is famous for having oh, a yacht. Uh-huh. David Geffen. Yes. Wow. <clears throat> headline. Well, first I'll fill in the blank and then I'll give you the headline today. So David Geffen was helping out some friends this week. They needed some things moved to safety. So we docked within 100 miles of their home in the big city. And they shipped about a truck full of documents to him. This is the spouse and the sibling of the procurer who had all the stuff to hide. Mm. So let me fill. So headline today, David Geffen and his mega yacht rising sun are still at large. David Geffen may have stopped posting pics of his mega yacht after a backlash, but that hasn't stopped others from buzzing about his boat rising sun, which was seen off the coast of Maine this week. <gasps> and two weeks ago, it made a refueling stop in New Bedford, Massachusetts. Interesting. Now, Mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plant some seeds here. And I did a little Google mapping. Mm-hmm. Maybe of some possible friends. Now, one possible friend could be our buddy Alan Dershowitz, who lives, who yeah. is associated with Harvard. And he might be hanging out in Boston, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. which is close to New Bedford. Mm-hmm. Also, okay. our friend Ghislaine Maxwell. Well, not our friend. Right. Our Actually, our enemy who (laughs) actually came to mind first. She was hanging out in Bradford, New Hampshire, which is about 152 miles away from New Bedford. That is interesting. Or it could be our friend Stephen King. Why would Stephen King need that? I don't know. Okay. I'm just saying saying words. You're thinking of the only celebrity that you know is associated with Maine. Correct. There you go. Okay. That was good then. Thank you. But Maine is is very close to New Hampshire where Gillian Maxwell Mm -hmm. was hanging out. So maybe there was a transportation 
of some documents from Ghislaine's secret husband and also her sister, who is wrapped up in a lot of these things as well. But I we would say as far away from this as I possibly could but if I me- were anybody. David Geffen docking in these places in particular, you should be very suspect about that. Mm-hmm. This is fascinating. Mm. Spe- well, Donna, have, did you guys kind of get your hands dirty in all these Ghislaine Maxwell, Not really. Virginia Giffrey documents? Nope. Oh, well, mm. guess what I'm doing all weekend. Mm. This is all I'm going to be doing. I, see, I leave that to you. There is some stuff in these documents. Stuff. I'll tell you what it is on Monday. Oh, Thank you oh, so much for helping out with these blind items. Whatever. Donna, we'll talk to you on Monday. Okay, bye. Uh, bye. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, our friend, a friend of the show, Danielle Grachak, is going to be joining us from Canine Inspired change we love this organization we love what they're doing and there's big news for canine inspired change we're going to share with you when we come back on my talk 1071 well we are so excited to invite our next guest to the show on the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com everything entertainment colleen lindstrom bradley trainers on vacation Holly Roberts is here with me. Yes. As always. Oh, hello. We'll take you to three o'clock today. And uh, we have our guest on the phone, Danielle Grachek from Canine Inspired Change. She is a friend of the show. We're happy to have you back. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Colleen. How are you? Good. It's so good to talk to you. So let's just kind of start start with the easy thing. Um, well, what is Canine Inspired Change for those of you who don't know? Right. Well, we are a nonprofit organization um, that is based upon connecting and empowering people through the experience of working with therapy dogs. I love this. I love this. And Holly, you've been really involved with Canine Inspired Change. Yes, it's an organization that's very near and dear to my heart. And one of the things, Danielle, to point out is that you know, you say that you're working with therapy dogs, but can you explain the unique curriculum that Canine Inspired Change has and how you bring therapy dog teams to work with all sorts of uh, kids and students and, and other populations? Yes. Um, so first of all, therapy dogs are different from service dogs in that um, therapy dogs are um, are individual community members' own personal dogs that are very friendly uh, dogs that genuinely like interacting with human beings. And they can take our classes in order to get registered as a canine-inspired change therapy dog, and then they can volunteer with us. So this is really a vehicle for transformation and volunteerism um, in your own and, and people's own personal lives. And then we serve a wide range of students, starting from the age of around six or seven years old, all the way up through their 20s. Um, and our students deal with things like isolation, trauma, um, autism, um, fetal alcohol syndrome, incarceration, drug addiction, um, and and um, as well as traumatic brain injuries, um, anything that can be potentially isolating and, um, you know, just a, a hard thing to deal with in life. The dogs come in and are super powerful connector for uh, 
for everybody that's involved. So we just kind of got the news the other day uh, and one of the places where you are very present with canine inspired change is in the schools. Um, and so we just got the news that a lot of schools may not be uh, back in person. And certainly if they are in person, they're going to be limiting a lot of their programming. Um, what, how are you at canine inspired change adapting in these times? Right, exactly. Well, we have a huge announcement. It's breaking news for my talk listeners. (laughs) We have found a home at the Wilder Foundation campus in St. Paul, and we are now offering small group socially distanced classes as well as Zoom classes and um, community gatherings um, where you can have a choice-based interaction with a therapy dog just to feel a little bit better. That is so awesome. Because one of the things that we are having, everybody's experiencing right now with um, the pandemic and the social distancing Mm -hmm. is that that need for a connection, a need to connect, whether it's with other people or with animals, um, right. We that is a need that we have, and you at Canine Inspired Change have now found a way and a place to do that. Yes, we sure did. And like dogs, do not see they don't they don't know that this <laughs> no. is happening. <laughs> no, no, they don't know what's happening. Number one, and they don't care what belief system you have. You know what party line you're on, what color your skin is. They do do not care. They just the therapy dogs that are specially trained and we work with are specially, um, you know, have a great disposition and they just root us in the present moment moment and they connect us and let us see that we're not so different after all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. So what kind of programming is going to be happening in canine inspired changes, new home at the wilder center. So how can people, if this is something that interests them, uh, what right. is available to them and then how can they access it? Yes. Okay, so you can um, please go to our website, which is canineinspiredchange.org, and sign up for our newsletter. Um, And then you can go to book a session and click on our sessions at Wilder Center. And you'll be able to scroll down and see that we have three. um, Well, right now we have two separate classes that you could sign up for right now we're only taking three students per class um, one will be uh, for 14 to 17 year um, year old and that's a full inclusion class meaning there's no special class for adults or you know students with autism or students with trauma we're just like we're all people and we're going to just join together in inclusion so um, really the only um, stipulation is the age range. So that's on Wednesdays um, from 11 till noon. And then we have an adult inclusion session on Thursdays from three to four. Um, and in these sessions, we work on social emotional learning. We work on how are you feeling? Every one of your feelings is valid. And um, we work on breathing exercises. And then we also work on hey, can you send a dog through a tunnel and over a jump? And here's a trick that you can learn with your dog um, as well. So, and we also, I should say, we also are following strict COVID protocols. So we have, you know, a COVID station. When you first walk in, we have a thermometer. We have hand sanitizers before people can touch the dogs. And we have six feet 
distance markers and things too. So it's all done very safely. This is so wonderful. I am so excited uh, for this new um, way that canine inspired change can continue to inspire change with these wonderful animals. And um, I couldn't be more excited for you. Another thing that people can do if they just want to help, if they maybe don't have a dog, but love dogs and want to get involved is um, they can always donate to canine inspired change. Right. Right. So how do they find you to do that? Right. It's canine inspired change.org. And you can go uh, right to our homepage. There's a, there's a donate now button. The most impactful thing you can do is to become a sustaining donor. Um, but, and that means like as much, as little as 10, five or $10 a month um, would really, really help us right now as we're trying to shift into this new kind of model of how we can be helpful. Um, and the other thing I wanted to tell you guys is on August 18th, we're having our first open house for community members, healthcare workers, anybody that just needs to take a little um, breather and wants to just interact with some therapy dogs. Um, the Wilder Center has a beautiful outdoor space with, oh, you know, grass and area and tables and things. So um, we will be posting that on social media, but that's happening on August 18th from 11 until 1. I love this. Danielle, awesome. thank you so much for joining us today. And best Thank of luck. Thank you, and Holly. Thanks, Danielle. Take good care. Uh, that was da- Danielle Grachek from Canine Inspired Change, and that's Canine Inspired. Is it Canine Inspired Change.org? Yes, all one word, Canine Inspired Change.org. So go visit them, donate if you're able. And when we come back, here's the question What is the most overrated TV show? 651 641 1071.